The rain and the wind this weekend took care of some of the leaves on the trees out there in the woods, but it's still peak fall in many parts of the North Country. So get outside, and when you do, you'll often encounter clues to our region's past, an old rock wall, an abandoned mill. We get a fall foliage hike and a history lesson on today's story of the day. Support for Story of the Day comes from Pearsall Wealth Management at UBS Wealth Management USA, subsidiary UBS AG, member FINRA SIPC, 1 Broad Street, Glens Falls. Hey, I'm David Summerstein. It's Monday, October 9th. First up, the man charged with the kidnapping of a nine-year-old girl in Saratoga County last week is now being investigated for other possible crimes. Craig Ross was arrested by police last Monday after they found nine-year-old Charlotte Senna inside a cupboard in his mother's trailer. Now police are looking into whether Ross may be connected to two murders that happened in the area two decades ago. According to the Albany Times Union, police say this is standard practice for this type of investigation. One teenage girl was murdered in 2003 and another in 2005, and their remains were found just miles apart. Craig Ross was living in the same mobile home park as one of the victims, and the other victim was last seen near where Ross's mother's trailer is. However, an investigator with the Saratoga County Sheriff's Office told the paper that at this time there's no direct evidence connecting Ross with either murder. People who live in the North Country often have to travel outside the region for specialized health care to places like New York City or Burlington or Syracuse. Lots of families go to Syracuse for pediatric care, and many stay at the Ronald McDonald House. Now the Syracuse Ronald McDonald House is undergoing a major expansion to meet families' needs. Lucy Grinden reports. Beth Trunfio is the director of the Ronald McDonald House in Syracuse. She says about half of the families who've stayed there this year have come from the North Country. That's largely because of a lack of big hospitals here. I've been here for over 20 years, and, um, you know, that specialized care is becoming um, more and more regional. Trunfio says you just can't get certain types of specialized pediatric care in the North Country, like care for super high-risk pregnancies and infants born very prematurely. One of the biggest drivers is that the Krauss uh, neonatal intensive care unit is the only level four nursery, which is the highly specialized care nursery in this geographic area. And so really those tiniest and sickest of babies come here. Trunfio says hospitals in Syracuse also offer pediatric cardiology, neurology, and oncology. The Ronald McDonald House gives families a free place to stay while their kids are in treatment. Trunfio says many stay for months at a time, or they come again and again over the course of years of treatment. For some families, the traditional small hotel-style rooms present some challenges. We are seeing more families that are multi-generational, parents bringing grandparents perhaps to help care for either the patient or siblings who are staying with us as well. Hotel-style rooms aren't ideal for parents, grandparents, and kids to share. They also don't give the adults a space to work remotely, away from their kids. So the house is adding six new suites on its fourth floor, which is currently undeveloped. The new suites will be more like small apartments and less like hotel rooms. There's the ability in this suite space to be able to have the 
child napping if they need to in the bedroom space and the parent working in the living room space. The suites will also have little kitchens. The expansion is projected to cost a million dollars. Ronald McDonald houses operate independently, so Trenfio says they're asking local businesses and individuals for donations. Construction will start soon and should be completed within about six to nine months. Lucy Grindon, North Country Public Radio. The Adirondacks looked a lot different a hundred years ago. Huge swaths of forests were clear-cut, rivers were dammed. You can still see the footprints of that history throughout the park. This time last year, our Adirondack reporter Emily Russell hiked up Lowe's Ridge south of Tupper Lake, where there used to be a massive maple syrup operation. She produced this audio postcard. It's a beautiful fall day, bright and sunny. The colors are just totally popping right now. Deep reds and lime green and yellow burnt oranges. So really kind of a perfect day to be out in the woods. The hike up to Lowe's Ridge starts out flat. It's an old rail bed, which is my first clue that there's some history here. I hike through a canopy of fall colors. The trail cuts through a bog, and then the trees open up. There's a beaver pond back here. It's acting as a kind of mirror for the forest. When the sun hits just right, it reflects the color of the trees down on the water, like doubles the fall foliage you get to see. I'm here on a weekend when the colors are pretty near peak. There are folks walking their dogs, riding their bikes, and out on patrol. I'm the assistant forest ranger, Carl Bowler, and I patrol the area here at Horseshoe and uh, Hitchens Pond. I meet Bowler a few miles into my hike. There's a junction here where you can either go left down to the Bog River, which is fed by Hitchens Pond, or you can go right and head up to the ridge. Bowler tells me that ridge I'm about to climb is named after this guy. Abbott Augustus Lowell. He was a guy that was born somewhere in in the mid-1800s. 1844 in Brooklyn, to be exact. And he decided to have a maple syrup operation here. And he eventually tapped, uh, he had 50,000 taps and 40,000 trees here. It was a huge operation. He built two dams, one right at this junction. There was a railroad out here, a bunch of buildings for workers and the maple syrup business. A lot of it burned in a fire, but some, like the stone foundations around us, have endured. We take a left, and Bowler walks me past what was the old bunkhouse. And then he points to a little patch on our right, part of a garden planted by Lowe's wife. Further, you have your daylilies and some foxgloves over there. This is um, the stuff that she planted well over 125 years ago. There's also a huge hydrangea bush. There are enough remnants that you can almost picture what it would have been like to live and work here. This place, a kind of empire in the woods. After he died, Lowe's estate turned over tens of thousands of acres to New York State. I part ways with Bowler and hop back on the trail. I'm on the final climb up to the ridge now, and a lot of the leaves that have fallen to the ground are this cherry red color. And the trail, a lot of the trail are these like angular slices of slate gray rock. 
that rock guides me up higher and higher. Then suddenly there's an opening in the trees and the trail leads out onto a long, continuous shelf of rock. (laughs) I am looking at maybe the greatest view I've ever seen in the Adirondacks. I feel like I've said that a lot, but um, this is incredible. So it's a full 180 degree view and you can see the Bog River winding through the forest and there's fall color outside of that strip of spruce trees, beautiful deep reds and oranges and yellows. There's so much wilderness out there. All of a sudden, it feels impossible to imagine this place being anything but somewhere to paddle, somewhere to camp and hike, somewhere for people like me to soak in a pretty spectacular fall day. Emily Russell, North Country Public Radio on Lowe's Ridge in the central Adirondacks. That postcard originally aired last fall. You can find photos from Emily's hike up Lowe's Ridge at our website, ncpr.org. Today is a big day. It's the first day of our fall fundraiser. This is when we ask you to help pay the bills for the podcasts, and the radio, and the digital you listen to, you use. Public Radio is free because we ask you to donate a couple times a year. This fall, we're raising $350,000, and we'll do it a dollar at a time because you make your donation at ncpr.org slash give. You're hearing me right now because you like Story of the Day. You care about North Country news. We can only keep doing this because you donate. Go right now to ncpr.org slash give and keep local journalism possible. Thanks very much. Music today by Tim Elifritz of Johnsburg and Gretchen Kohler and Daniel Kelly of Potsdam. I'm David Summerstein, North Country Public Radio.